0: This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa Mocha Signature Latte. Or make them swoon with a Strawberry Dragon Fruit Dunkin' Refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast on the Nick and Roy channel. Subscribe and share. What
1: was the first animal to have sex. Ooh, (laughs) right off the hopper, so to speak. Um, (laughs) There are ants everywhere, everywhere you look, they're there except for these places. Hi,
0: I'm Nick. And I'm Roy, and we scour the internet
1: every week to bring you information. You really don't need, or do you? So join us this week as we talk about sports, some animals, a little bit of sex, and much more. Totally useless
0: information, it's everything you never needed to know, by listening once a week, you get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless
1: Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. And welcome once again to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Roy. Hey, Nick. What's happening? Today, I'm wearing my sports bra. Sports. Play ball. Yes, support can be beautiful.
0: hmm I'm wearing athletic support.
1: Yes. We want to thank all of you for your athletic supporters. Yes. (laughs) It takes 3,000 cows to supply enough leather for one season in the NFL. 3,000 cows.
0: 3,000 cows?
1: 3,000 cows to provide enough leather for the NFL to supply their footballs for one NFL season. That's a lot of cows.
0: Yeah, 3,000 cows and about 10 deflated balls from Brady.
1: Yes. (laughs) I wonder if the cows' balls are deflated when they get the leather off of them.
0: It's okay, Boston. We know you, cheat. Michael Phelps, U.S. swimmer, has won so many gold medals that if he were a country, he'd rank 35th. If he was a country for gold medals won ahead of 97 other nations, <laughs> just him. <laughs> that's
1: a lot of medals.
0: Oh my God, that's insane. The one man has won so many medals that he would rank 35th out of countries.
1: 35th, come on. That's a slacker. Come on, really, you couldn't do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ferdinand Louis Ansador Jr. was a professional basketball player. Who played 20 seasons in the NBA. Don't you know Ferdinand Lewis Alcidore? No? Never mm-hmm. heard of him? No. After leading the Milwaukee Bucks to its first NBA championship in 1971, that Ferdinand really was 24 years old. He changed religions and became Muslim and I renamed himself Kareem Abdul Jabbar. What is he doing now? Where are they now? He collects rugs His feet need something softer after a dominant career on the hardwood, I guess. So he collects rugs. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's crazy. He's a rug collector. Yep. Not a salesman. A rug collector. He collects rugs. I collect dust. Major League Baseball umpires.
0: They sign contracts, you know, just like the players. One of the stipulations in their agreement is they must wear black underwear. Why? Why? In case they split their pants while umpiring so that it shouldn't be embarrassing for them, and they have white underwear on.
1: <laughs>
0: That's a rip. No, listen, well, in case they rip their pants, yes, they should have black underwear on. But my question is, who checks before the game?
1: <laughs> Who's the umpire checker? <laughs> That's right. Can we check to see how many balls you have in your sack? I'm um, sorry, what? Could you imagine, you you look
0: and he's got white underwear and you go, you're out! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're out of the game.
1: (laughs) Wow. Pittsburgh is the Mm. only American city with three sports teams that wear the same colors. The Pittsburgh Pirates, Pittsburgh Penguins, and of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The only American city with three sports professional teams that wear the same colors, black and yellow. The Pirates, the Penguins, and the Steelers.
0: My favorite team as a child growing up was the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I was, of course, born in New York, and me and Nick met in New York, went to school in New York. But um, it, when when I was a kid, my mom took me and my brother to go buy football outfits, and the guy said to my brother, Jets or Giants? And my brother goes, Giants? You know, he says to me, Jets or Giants? I go, Pittsburgh Steelers? He goes, Why? <laughs> That's before they were even good. (laughs) Cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Michael Jordan, he makes loads of money. In fact, get ready for this one. Nike pays Mike, the Air Jordan himself, more money than all the Malaysian factory workers that work for Nike combined. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? Every worker combined makes less money than Jordan makes.
1: Wow. Pretty wild. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And look over there. What do I smell? Animal.
0: Animal. Animal. Crazy animal. Mm -hmm. Roy, over to you. Oh. So, you tree-hugging hippies, so concerned about global warming, the environment changing, and extinctions in general. Extinctions. You ever heard that from the tree-hugging hippies? That lizard is going to be extinct. Well, I got news for you, tree-hugging hippies. There's 7.77 million species of animals on the Earth right now. Seven point seven seven million species I, I would rather be part of the seven million and not like a 0.77 because 7, that seems like you're not even a whole animal maybe just a piece of an animal like maybe the buttocks of an animal <laughs> 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 they're worried about extinction there's seven point seven million freaking animals out
1: there how many tree hugging hippies are there There's Um, probably
0: 7 million tree-hubbing-hugging hippies out there.
1: You know, we have a lot of intros and stuff like this on our show. The one thing we don't have an intro for or a stinger for is for your tree-hugging hippie facts. Yeah, I I will.
0: I'll put one together. We'll use like a Bob Dylan again.
1: Frogs blink when they swallow. Really? Frogs just don't blink when swallowing. They use their eyes to help them swallow their meal. Mm. A frog doesn't chew up his meal and swallow, but forces his meal down in a series of gulps using his feet, his tongue, even his eyes in the process. Muscular, like he blinks to make it go down. And maybe he's just wishing it, like you know, like blinking, like I dream of genie. You know, blink. You know what? You know what I heard? Um, that sharks Mm. when they go to
0: bite. They close their eyelids to protect their eyes, and they have like a real heavy eyelid so that they protect themselves from danger. So wow. th- they they close their eyes. It sounds like eating dinner that my wife makes. I just close my eyes and. <laughs> what are having for dinner? Shark steaks. She's gonna listen to this and go. I always say that. <laughs> okay, Ze- <laughs> she cooks wonderful. She really does. Zebra stripes. She does. Now, they confuse flies' vision. So they get bit a lot less um, than any other animal by flies. The, the stripes on the zebra actually distort the view that the fly sees, and he gets a little bewildered and goes on. He doesn't want to bite the... They, they're kind of like a vision camouflage. Well, in a 2019 study was done, Painting zebra strikes on cows, okay, get ready, it works. The cows got bit a lot less by flies because, again, the stripes confuse the flies. So, I suggest if we're going to go to a place like with flies and mosquitoes, we dress in zebra clothing. Now, maybe not on African safari, but...
1: (laughs) Fly bites are the least of your worries. Sure, sure. So here's my teaser. Ants are found almost everywhere in the world, anywhere. Like, you know, there are thousands, millions, in fact, millions of ants. Mm -hmm. But the only, yes, no, but (laughs) (laughs) A-N-T-S, the only areas that don't boast populations of ants are Antarctica, Hmm. Greenland, Iceland, and some island nations. No
0: Mm -hmm. ants on some islands.
1: That's odd. Some nations. Yep. Okay. with Where there are ants, they are most likely related to bees and wasps, and they have a narrow waist that narrows their body, so I guess they really watch what they eat.
0: Mm, mm, Yeah.
1: The body is separated into three parts, the head, the thorax, and the gaster. There are more than 12,000 species of ants, most of which are black, brown, or red in color. But you won't find them. Antarctica, Greenland, or Iceland. And
0: they have a nice tight waist. So you have like Marie Osmond going,
1: hi, welcome. Order from Antro (laughs) System.
0: Yes. (laughs) You can bring that waist down two sizes. Okay. Sperm whales. (laughs) Yes, it's not even the sex section. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. I was just getting confused. I thought we're doing sex next. Wait, we are. We are. But now we're talking about the sperm whales from the Caribbean. Just the Caribbean, because there's sperm whales in other places as well. But the sperm whales from the Caribbean have a different accent when they make noises. So the sperm whale from the Caribbean sits there probably and says, like, Yeah, man. And he's probably (laughs) side." (laughs) (laughs) Can
1: you imagine they have an accent? So... If you're having trouble in the nether regions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know this is not sex, but this is this is animals, okay? Mm-hmm. A bite from the Brazilian wandering spider, mm-hmm. also known as the banana spider or armed spider. This is how dangerous it is. It has three different kinds of names. Right. It's um, got aliases, <laughs> just in case <laughs> he's part of the banana. He's part of the spider protection program. It's,
0: it's, could you see the one that posts the
1: AKA AKA? <laughs> The banana spider can cause long and painful erections in males. What? A bite from this this uh, multipurpose spider mm-hmm. can cause long and painful erections in males, followed by death. Well, how long A is potent... the erection for?
0: <laughs> the death may not be from the bite. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: It might be four hours. A potent neurotoxin in the venom can also cause abdominal cramps hypothermia blurred vision and convulsions it sounds like one of those commercials with the uh, the side effects of those medications right may cause cramps actually that's what the spider says before he bites he says by the way i'm about to bite you and it may cause abominable cramps hypothermia blurred vision and convulsions can he bite
0: you anywhere or does he have to bite you in your penis
1: (laughs) in the nether that's why i said in the nether regions (laughs) The good news is that the bites that these terrifying beasts are rare. They're rare that they happen, but only a handful of humans has ever died as a result of them. So the bite from the Brazilian wandering spider can cause long and painful erections. Wow.
0: Crazy. Yeah. See, this is why people tune into this show to hear about erections.
1: That's wow. right. And speaking of which, boy, what a what a great great segue oh
0: yeah.
1: oh yeah all about sex totally useless information podcast and for those of you who are lawyers out there this one's for you
0: the following segment of the totally useless information podcast may be too sultry and too sexy for some listeners
1: for those people tough
0: <laughs> we like talking about sex because we don't the do av- it, we don't do av- it enough. But we like talking about Let's it. talk about it. Yeah,
1: we're all about talk. Yes, we are. We're gonna start. We're gonna write a song. We're all about talk, baby. <laughs> the average sex session goes for between 100 and 150 thrusts. So if you're in the middle of a lovemaking session and you're wondering how many thrusts was that during my lovemaking session, researchers took the time to calculate that intercourse typically lasts anywhere between 100. Sorry, I misread that. Anywhere between 100 and 500 thrusts, depending on the length a, of your... you got to get this
0: straight yeah. now, because this is important. 100 and 500 yeah. thrusts. So if the average sex right. thing is like three minutes, do you have any idea how three. fast this guy's thrusting? He's like a jackhammer.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> and if his name is Jack, it, it even right. works exactly. out. This is according to a report in the Royal Society Open Science. So think about it. So I think three to three minutes is about the average. Seven minutes is probably on the higher end. So anywhere between 100 and 500 thrusts. Now, as, now we are here to help you with all kinds of useless information, but we're also here to help you, okay? I'm going to get the jingle ready, with useful information, all right? So before you proceed with your lovemaking session, right. whatever you do, don't lose count. No, no. Don't thrust yourself out there. Just... Go
0: for it. If you it, and Don't feel bad if you hit like 180 or 200. Because 500, it takes a lot of practice. And you kids can get there. That's right. And that was useful. Oh, okay. The average man, the average man, not me and you, Nick, the average guy. has We're above average. <laughs> has 11 erections during the day. And nine at night. Now that's a screwed up guy because at night you're dreaming. I could figure you could have a whole bunch of erections. But what the hell does this guy do for a living that he's able to sit there and have eleven erections during the day? What does he do? Like, is he does he work with the public? That would be embarrassing. It's like, hey, would you like to see this new cell phone? Oh, oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no. He, he works with banana bananas. spiders. Yeah,
0: exactly. The guy's like, the guy's like, I'd like to sell you that, but something came up. Okay, so the the average man has eleven erections during the day and nine at night. Okay, mm-hmm. and they call these guys average. They're having twenty erections a day. These aren't average. They probably polled like porn stars, like po- guy po- polled. Yeah, they polled <laughs> them all right. Yeah, probably twenty times a day they could have polled them. <laughs>
1: Don't make me poll you. Uh, now, Viagra. We know the much talked about drug. Viagra. Speaking it of, but this I guess, this whole segment is about. How it. do you know about right? Viagra? <laughs> it says so on the piece of paper. <laughs> um, it was discovered not because someone wanted help, like man wanted to a, a man wanted to attain an erection. They were testing sildenafil as a cure for hypertension and heart disease. True. After two phases of testing. Researchers came to the conclusion that the drug failed to show promising results for the heart, but test subjects noticed that, well, they had erections. Pfizer patented Viagra in 1996. It was approved for use in erectile dysfunction by the US FDA in 1998. And so sales of Viagra continued to swell. (laughs) Sales are My bag was stuck one up today.
0: Yeah, (laughs) just going up and up and up for at least two hours. hours. Okay, avocados are known as, get ready for this, I can't believe this, fruit of the testicle tree, Okay. okay, and are believed to be an aphrodisiac. So next time you're eating at a Mexican restaurant and you order guacamole, okay, it's not the tequila, that's making you horny. It's the guacamole that's doing it to you. Could you imagine going in a supermarket and go, hmm, I think I'm forgetting something. Oh yes, fruit from the testimony tree.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Oh man, where do we
1: find this? So <laughs> I don't know. So uh, some people have fetishes when it comes to sex. Mm. A study was done using Google search data revealed that there are different results based on what state you live in. So obviously this, this survey was done, the study was done in the United States. We don't, know, we don't have any Canadian facts, so I apologize to the Canadian audience. For example, in Florida, where you reside, yes. the most common fetish search was piercings. Oh. common. In New York, where we used to live, leather. Hmm. Other states found in this study using... Google search data. Georgia's fetish, the most popular search, hair. I thought it would be like hide to peach. A right? Indiana and Nevada, armpits. What? Indiana and Nevada, the number one search, Google search for fetishes was armpits. Gross. Okay. That's no good. And in Virginia, balloons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You eat beans the
0: night before and, and then you blow them up.
1: <laughs> Oregon used underwear. Used underwear. Used underwear.
0: Do they need to be under someone's armpit, or can we just have the used underwear? <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: but if hey, maybe it's those those baseball umpires. It's black underwear. Oh my god. Oh well, here's my teaser. All right. Who was the first
0: animal to have sex? Tell us, Monty. Okay, you, was it the full month? Listen to this, Foncia Dorothea. Foncia Dorothea. Thirty million years ago, Foncia Dorothea was the first animal to have sex. She was also the first animal to have a headache. <laughs>
1: Yes. It was Dorothy. After 250 thrusts. Can you
0: imagine (laughs) seeing Sia Dorothea, if we had a chance to question her, she'd be like, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, and a lot of people have tried to, send us an email. It's easy T-U-I podcast at Outlook.com like these people did.
0: What's in the mail bag? What's in the mail?
1: Mitch from Brooklyn, New York writes, Dear Nick and Roy, recently. I went to my local supermarket to pick up a package of hot dog buns. When I started to read this email, I'm like, did he send this email to the wrong person? But then I go on, Mm. by the way, they were on sale two for $5, two packages of hot dog buns for $5. That's pretty cheap. When I went to the bread section, Mitch writes, the shelves were empty. They were sold out because of the good price. I guess people were barbecuing. Maybe this is the time of year that people are barbecuing. The manager apologized for the bun shortage and offered to give me a rain check. And I was wondering, wondering where did the rain check come from? Mm. Like, okay, Mitch, first of all, like he's, he's not wondering what other store has hot dog buns. He's wondering, hmm, where did rain check comes from? So that's why he listens to our podcast, and for this, we're forever grateful. Thank you, probably Mitch. Probably
0: why they sold out of hot dog buns, because he was thinking about other
1: stuff. No, they probably saw him coming and they hid it in the back. They did have hot dog buns. They just didn't put them out there for Mitch, poor Mitch. Uh, the phrase, Mitch, originated in the 1880s in the USA in reference to baseball games. If it rained heavily enough before a game and the game had to be postponed, the ticket holders to the game were given a rain check, wow. a voucher to attend another match. That is so cool. The same practice is now followed in, in the retail sector. So this is one of those expressions where it was literally a rain check. So the baseball game was rained out. They got a rain check for them to get a voucher to attend another match. There you go, Mitch. Thanks for your message. And thank you for listening all the way to Brooklyn, New York. Cool.
0: Well, I've got Carl. Carl from Newport, Rhode Island. Carl actually gave me his last name, which we won't say on the end. Carl from Newport. No, we a very won't. serious, call. He says, but he gets right to it. And I love Carl. He says, great show, dot, 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 more sex. Okay. Carl. Let's, let's, he goes right to it. He definitely doesn't waste any time. And clearly his wife is probably lacking foreplay. So Carl says, we talked about people fantasizing about other people during sex. I think that was like a couple of shows ago. Uh, Who is the most used fantasy, he says. Who is the most used fantasy person? So Carl, I did it. I searched it. It was not easy, but I found out for women, there was a study done. And for women, Brad Pitt is number one. No. Number two, ah, ah. he's followed by number two, Johnny Depp. And they're not sure, but I think number three is Chris Pratt. Okay. Here okay. we go. <laughs> here you go, Carl. Men fantasize. There's <laughs> the list for men. Number one, Beyonce. Beyonce. Wow. Number two, Jennifer Lawrence. I don't even know who Jennifer Lawrence is either. Yeah, she was in the Hunger Games. Oh, okay. No, no, they took care of dinner, so right to the sex. Okay, and the Hunger Games. And then third is Kim Kardashian. Wow, Kim Kardashian comes complete with a backup noise that goes beep 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 for that. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. So call if your wife calls you Brad. <laughs> for some strange reason, you'll know why. She goes, come on in and eat, Brad. <laughs> you know what's
1: wrong. So, can you check on your list there? Can you check to see uh, where, uh, what what position are you and I in?
0: I um definitely without a doubt I think I come right I come right behind Chris Pratt and you come behind
1: Kim Kardashian and <laughs> <laughs> so does everyone else <laughs> tuI podcast at outlook.com the oh my god that's funny <laughs> Before we get to our last topic here i want to uh, give a big shout out to all the people out there around the world who are listening to us including Ken. in south america from kenya from england from australia from italy all across the globe more and more people are finding that useless information is what they need every day and every week and we happen to come your way every thursday for this we truly thank
0: not you. to mention every tuesday we're on Sirius radio on
1: canada talks on uh-huh. Channel 167 on SiriusXM with Jeff Samet as our host. It's 1.30 Eastern time every Tuesday on SiriusXM channel 167 in North America. Now, if you're outside of North America and can't get it, you can go to our website, NickAndRoy.com, and you go to the media section. We have a media page that has all of the media on there, all of the shows are on there. So, awesome. NickAndRoy.com.
0: Also, yeah. I, I didn't want to
1: interrupt you, but um, the Apple rating, five stars. Cool. We had one of our listeners who said great stuff. We have great chemistry. And I was like, are you listening to the right part? Yes, he is, actually. He really praised us for uh, for having a few laughs and interesting information. And he was referring to our last episode about Terror Talk. So, Jay Michaels, hats off to you as well. So, thank you, everyone, for all of your support. And no matter what, we will come your way. We're like an invention that doesn't go away.
0: Innovation. Ideas. The Totally Useless Information Podcast presents inventions. Edwin Armstrong, name that you don't know. Edwin Armstrong. Nope. No, he didn't land on the moon, but he pretty much invented the radio, the AM radio. He invented all of the series that led up to the superheterodyne, whatever the hell it was called that actually works the AM radio. He invented all of those things, but he was late by two weeks. Somebody stole the patent, probably Frickin', what's his name? Uh, Edison. Edison, yeah, because back then they just saw something. They were I mean, it's not patented, I'll patent it. Well, they stole the patent. So he went back to the drawing board, and he didn't let it stop him, and he invented FM radio. Because AM radio had this horrible hissing sound, which annoyed everyone. So he invented it by doubling the broadcast frequency. He was able to knock out the hiss, which it, so there was no static but NBC and AT&T were making a fortune on AM radio. In fact, during the 1930s, they were making $2 billion a year. Do you know what that is? That's trillions now, okay? So that was major money. So they managed to lobby the government to shut down any ability to use FM frequencies, putting Edwin again out of business. Edwin, a few years later, decides to um, open the window on his 13th floor uh, apartment in New York and throw himself out of it, landing on the third floor landing until eventually people found him there. And that was his final resting place. So his waves went through the air,
1: and so did he. Meet John Walker. Not Johnny Walker. John Walker. In 1826, he noticed a dried lump at the end of his stick. (laughs) (laughs) Was he bit by a spider? (laughs) <laughs> no. John Walker noticed a dried lump at the end of a stick while he was stirring a mix of chemicals. <laughs> when he tried to scrape it off, sparks and flames came about. Jumping to his discovery, he marketed the first friction match and he called it friction lights and sold them at his pharmacy that he owned. The initial matches were made of cardboard, but he soon replaced those with three-inch-long hand-cut wooden splints and the matches came in a box equipped with a piece of sandpaper for striking on the side how cool and he yeah the what do you call it the friction lights the friction because of the dried lump at the end of his stick
0: unbelievable you know the number one patent the most used patent ever in the world is the book of matches the basic book of matches that was cool really and one person has the patent all those years one family Wow, pretty cool Here's a nice easy name Mikhail Kalichnikov Mikhail Kalichnikov Was he like a Russian ballet dancer? Mm, No, not quite He invented the AK-47 Also known as the Kalichnikov
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he shot the AK-47 And people started to dance
0: Exactly
1: You dance for me (laughs)
0: Okay, so he invented this crazy-ass AK-47 machine gun, which was then given to all the Russian military. After he saw the death and destruction that his rifle had caused, he said that he wishes that he had invented something else, something more useful. He said, "Say, kind of like a lawnmower." Well, I got news for you, uh, Mikhail. Your gun was kind of like a lawnmower because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so yes.
1: Um, pretty crazy. Safety glass. We can thank the French, and we know how you love the French. And my favorite. The French artist and chemist, Edouard Benedictus. While in his lab, a glass flask dropped, and it broke, but it did not shatter. Mm-hmm. He realized that the interior was coated with plastic cellulose nitrate, that held the now harmless broken pieces of glass together. So he applied for a patent in 1909 with a vision of increasing the safety of cars. Safety, but manufacturers yes. safety glass. But here's the thing: the manufacturers rejected the idea because it was too expensive. However, the glass became standard for gas mask lenses in World War One. Oh. And with its success in the battlefield, the automobile industry finally seeded. And by the 1930s, most cars were equipped with glass that didn't splinter into jagged pieces upon impact.
0: That's cool, because Eduard Benedictus saved a bunch of lives, boy.
1: Because that, that when plate glass shattered, and it would blow up in your face. And... Well, think about it. He was a clutch, right? Because he dropped his glass flask. If he wasn't such a clutch, we wouldn't have safety glass. So thank you for being such a clutch. Exactly. Clutch. Benedictus. Uh, We all know
0: pink bubblegum, right? Pink bubblegum. Yeah. In fact, most bubblegum was pink for years and years and years. Bubblegum was pink. Walter Demir, the inventor of bubblegum, okay, he made it pink because of one thing. He had no other food coloring left in the house. Apparently, his wife made blue and red cookies, and she made yellow cookies, but he had a little, I guess, a yellow and a little red left. I don't know. But he said, I got to mix this and make pink. No, but that's why he literally only had pink food coloring left. So that's why bubblegum is pink.
1: That's pretty cool. I love that one. <laughs> uh, now, you've gone to an ATM machine to grab some cash, whatever's left in our pockets. I have never,
0: honestly. <laughs> really? I have never used a debit card or used in ATM. I am financially wealthy and walk around with thousands of dollars worth of cash in my pocket. I am an
1: ATM. (laughs) Roy's address is 489. Uh, Many experts believe that the first ATM was the creation of Luther Simjian called the Bankograph. But in 1967, John Shepherd Barron came up with the bright idea of a money vending machine which was implemented at a London bank called Barclays. Mm -hmm. Earlier machines used paper vouchers instead of plastic cards, but it was a Dallas engineer, the good old USA, Donald Wetzel, Mm -hmm. devised the first automated banking machine in the United States of America. He's the same guy with Wetzel's pretzels? Maybe. Hey, what do we got coming up? We've got some cool shows
0: coming up, right?
1: Cool shows coming up. We have a Beatles special where we are working on recording useless Beatles information. So if you're a Beatles fan, or if you're just a music fan, we have a couple of special guests. We have a very special Canada Day and 4th of July celebration, because at the beginning of July, both our countries, our respective countries, Canada Day, July 1st, and of course, the 4th of July in the United States, two big celebrations for both our countries, so we're gonna have some special programming there, plus a whole bunch of other interesting stuff coming our way. Plus, we're gonna be on uh, Jay Michael's podcast pretty soon, he was on uh, on our show um, a couple weeks back, but uh, he invited us on his podcast. So, check out the Nick and Roy channel on YouTube. Check out nickandroy.com. Check out our Facebook page, which is totally useless information on the all Facebook the page. Place. We're everywhere, but you know where we are right now. Beatles, We're out of time.
0: The Beatles special yesterday. I worked hard on it. Uh, in fact, the hard day's night. I worked all night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: didn't you go up on penny lane is that where you were you uh with the penny lane Penny for you i I remember it was was a long it was a long and winding road to get
0: there okay folks we ran out of time (laughs) we did run out of time this is a whole show again i miss you people already till next thursday now listen up honestly you must 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 subscribe it's really cool and it'll let you not miss an episode which is great Always like us and share us if you can, because this show's on fire. It's all over the world. So
1: until then, tell a friend about the trend. And we will be back with you next time, we promise. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening.